So in this video, what we're going to look at is we're going to look at landlord refunds. And so typically what you'll see when you run into this situation is say that you're in a share crop situation where I'm going out and I'm putting in seed, I'm putting in fertilizer, but the expenses are supposed to be split 60-40. More than likely what's going to happen is you're just going to go ahead and pay the full expense and then turn it in a bill to the landlord for a reimbursement of the amount that they should have paid. That was their portion of it. And so what we've got going on here is we basically have two different transactions, maybe three if you want to look at it from the beginning that we need to account for. The first transaction, we're not going to go into it on this video, would be to go ahead and write the check to the, um, whether it be the chemical company or the seed company, for the expense that we incurred. And so maybe we went out and bought some starter fertilizer, and so I need to write a check to the chemical company for the full amount of the starter fertilizer that was purchased and pay that bill. And so I've gone ahead and paid that bill, wrote the check, and so now basically what I've got is a record of me paying the bill, I've got a record of well, not technically a record. I've got a contract that says the landlord should have paid a portion of that bill. And so I need to go ahead and get reimbursed for that portion. So what we're going to do is we're going to first create an invoice like what we did in one of the first videos that we, we had and discussed. And once we get the invoice, we'll go ahead and record the deposit once we get paid. And so that's step one. How do we go about getting that refund from the landlord? In the customers tab on the home screen, we're going to go down here to create invoice and we're going to go ahead and get one started. And so when we get that pulled up, again, starting left to right, top to bottom, we just run through it. Um, and so for the customer, I'm just going to go ahead and hit add new because we don't have anything set up for the landlord yet, do we? And so we're going to have landlord and maybe I've got multiple landlords, so I need to go ahead and designate which one it is. And so this is Landlord Smith. Again, additional information. I can put their phone number and stuff in here so I've got easy access to it and know where that stuff is. But for this, we're just going to go ahead and say customer name is Landlord Smith. Go ahead and hit enter. Um, this stuff, some of this stuff would fill in if we went ahead and put that information in there but we're just going to go ahead and leave it at that. And so we've got, let's go ahead and change the date to the third. Our invoice, this is automatically going to roll over from wherever we're at. And so um, in previous videos, we already made invoice one and invoice two. And so now we're up to invoice three, we're making moves. And so we need to do the bill too. Well, this is Landlord Smith. And Landlord Smith has an address of 1144 Avenue, and he's in Nebraska. So we've got that information in there. Um, this line, you can have a whole bunch of stuff depending on what all you're needing to track. For instance, um, you can have different terms. Um, you can have purchase order numbers like what we've got now. 
Uh, you can also have like when it was shipped, you can have FOB shipping point information in there. You can have more stuff than what we've got showing here. But for the purposes of this one, we're just going to head and leave that. And so the part that we need to do now is we need to specify to the landlord what exactly we need reimbursed for. Um, one thing that I would highly recommend doing with this is once we get this invoice printed, we also need to get a photocopy of the actual bill from the chemical company to attach to it as backup information for the landlord. But for items, what we're going to do is we're just going to say that um, we had item 100 and it didn't have anything of item 100. And so what we can do is we can go in and add that. And this was a, um, it can be an inventory part, it can be a change. Um, this is something that I would say typically you're going to run into if um, you're buying bulk quantities of stuff and you just need a portion out of portion of chemical or portion of seed to theirs. Um, you'll go into it this way, you'll have that inventory number. Um, you'll be tracking it through of that nature. Let's just go ahead and say this was for a service. Um, oh, specify an account. So this was for um, machine hire is what we're gonna say this one was for. And so it was item number 100, it's a landlord. You know, maybe we need to put down that this is a harvest. Maybe they're paying something for harvest, whether that would be for trucking or something else. We'll go ahead and say it's trucking. We can put the rate in there so that calculates out. For now, we're just gonna go ahead and hit okay. And so we've got harvest trucking expense that we wanna get reimbursed for. Um, we can put down the quantity. And so whether that would be um, how many miles or how many bushel, depending on whatever you've got contracted out or what you've got written in your lease and the rate. So maybe it's Maybe we trucked 6,000 bushel and the, and the rate was three cents a mile, or not three cents a mile, three cents a bushel. And so we need $180 and that was their portion of the grain that we hauled for them. Um, in addition to harvest trucking, you can go down to the line below it and you can add information onto that description. And so that's the account we've got. Maybe what we need to do is add on to some additional information, say that this was for the, let's go ahead and get rid of caps lock. So it looks a little bit different. So we've got the West 40 trucking to CGB. And so now what we've got is we've just got a little bit of additional information in there so they can track and see what's going on. Um, you can add different marks. And so you can add a couple of different things just to make note that that's, you know, it's not a start of a new description of account. It's just a tagline for the above for more information. And so, um, 
We've got our customer billing to, we've got the date, the invoice, we've got an amount. We're looking to get $180 of reimbursement back. And so we can go ahead and print this or email it if that's the um, agreement that we've got with the landlord. More than likely, it's something we're probably going to do by mail or by hand. So we'll go ahead and print it. We'll go ahead and save and close. Um, yeah, we're just going to go ahead and save his address. And we'll go ahead and save anyways on that. And it's checking our spelling because CGB is not, um, it's the initials for an elevator. And we're just going to hit say ignore that. And so we've got the invoice created. So now let's say it's been a few days. Let's say it's 1114 and we've actually received the payment from the landlord. So now under customers, created invoice, again, these arrows are helpful to show you kind of what the flow is for how things work. We need to go under receive payments. And under receive payments, we can sit there and look and we can say that we received something from landlord Smith and he paid us $180. And let's just say that he paid that on the 10th. It's been a week. And he paid that with check number 35. We need to make the screen a little bit bigger so we can see our options here, don't we? Okay. And so we went ahead and looked for our customer, popped in the amount they're paying us. As you can see, we've got this one outstanding invoice from them for 180, the original amount, the amount due, the payment we're receiving. So if we accept this, what we're basically saying is they owed us 180, we're applying 180. We didn't have any discounts or credits. So we're gonna hit save and close and that closes out the amount they owe to us. And so we received a payment, but we're not done yet. Basically what we did there is we closed out the invoice. Now we need to go ahead and record the deposit because we received some income, didn't we? So we went ahead and we received the payment. We've got that recorded in there. But now there's something else going on. If you remember back from when we did the invoicing video, you remember there's kind of a three-step process going on. And you can follow along with these arrows that's showing you that there's some additional step here. And so we created the invoice. We recorded that receipt of payment, but we also need to go ahead and record the deposit. You can tell that there's something going on. QuickBooks recognizes there's something additional we need to do because we've got this one sitting here. There's one outstanding deposit that needs to be recorded that we need to take care of. And so if we go ahead and click on record deposits in that banking section, what you'll see is it will go ahead and pop up and it'll have a list of all the different things it thinks we need to be taken care of. In this case, we do need to take care of that deposit from Landlord Smith. So we'll go ahead and check next to that line. We'll hit OK. And so it's pulling the, um, that we're depositing into the checking account. It's pulling the date. Um, it's got the name. We're going to leave this undeposited funds alone. Don't change that. No, it's pulling the check in, or it's check number in the check 
It's got the amount. If we need to, we can put in a memo here for additional information. But basically, for the most part, what we can do is double check this once we got all in there and go ahead and hit save and close. And so now let's go ahead and go in and just double check to make sure that it popped up and it's recording right. And so again, we're gonna to go to reports and we're gonna go ahead and run a profit and loss detail. What are we looking for when we're doing this? It's not gonna give us a um, checklist of outstanding invoices and paid invoices. What we're doing is we're looking to see if that landlord reimbursement is showing up um, on that profit and loss statement if the deposit actually got recorded. And so we need to go ahead and change the date to the 10th because that's the date that we said that we received the payment. And so on the profit and loss statement going through November 10th, down in the landlord refund section, we should have a invoice that has been paid for $180. And so if we look at the profit and loss statement, we go down to um, landlord refunds, machine hire, we had an invoice. Look at the date it's using. It's the date that we sent out that invoice. It's not the date it was paid because we're using accrual in this situation. These are accrual books. And so we've got on 11-3-2020, we sent out an invoice to get paid for this trucking. Um, it went ahead and reposited and it's showing that they went ahead and paid that 180 bucks. And so our refund from the landlord on this transaction is considered complete. We invoiced the landlord for what we needed reimbursed for. We closed out that invoice once we received it. And then we went ahead and told QuickBooks to deposit that transaction for us. And so that takes care of um, landlord refunds. Again, this is probably something you're going to run into quite often if you're doing share crop operations, um, but it comes in handy for other things as well. So that gets us through that section. The next thing we're probably going to look at, let's double check to make sure it's going to be, oh yes, we're going to look at pro loan proceeds. And so if you've got a loan that's, you've um, applied for and you've got proceeds coming in, how do you go ahead and get that recorded and deposited in there? So that'll be the next video to look forward to. Um, thanks for watching and I'll see you in the next video.